Yeah, man. Let's kill that bass head. Alright, let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still thinks we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T Bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. Welcome back, everybody, to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Bose, and sitting across the Etherweb is my co-host, Maddie G. Maddie G, how are you doing hey, today? Hey, Still... hey. not too bad, man. How about yourself? Good, good. Loving life, uh, you know, despite everything that's still going on and, and all the separation, uh, it has not been a problem. You know, working at home has been fantastic for me, and uh, I can't really complain. You? Nice, nice. Uh, pretty good, man. I got a couple people in my bubble. I started playing a little volleyball. Uh on the weekends there with some some friends and and uh it's been good getting out a little bit more but still respecting the rules so nothing good nothing says social distancing like uh hitting balls at each other <laughs> i'll social distance my balls in your mouth i gotta go now so before we uh we have any more of maddie let's uh let's try to hold on to our guest today we have uh another legend in the business and uh and this is of course in the the music business uh he is uh an amazing bass guitar player uh or a bassist if you will and uh, he has been part of the uh, los angeles based uh, instrumental group the section now he has been playing uh since the 70s uh with such uh, people as uh, jackson brown and carol kane uh phil collins james taylor uh toto uh, the air supply and so many more like the the list of bands and and work that this gentleman has done is beyond pages um uh, but uh, before we can go on to that let's uh, introduce leland's clark how are you doing today I am doing fabulous, and I am absolutely thrilled to be uh, yakking with you characters. Um, it, it sounds uh, like a, it's a fun show, and it's freaking awesome, is the show? It is, <laughs> and as long as it God, keeps... Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, it's one of those things. I, I so despise the overuse of the word awesome, but in your case, it works perfectly. Excellent. Well, we, we hope so for everybody, and uh, we'd like to keep things entertaining, and we're really, really happy to have uh, a guest such as yourself on the show Um you know, with the amount of uh, things that are going on and the fact that you are still continue uh, to work. So I'm, I'm amazed you have quite a busy schedule, even with the, the times the way they are. Oh, it's, I'm actually, I mean, it's weird. I'm actually busier now than I was before all of this started because um, I've created so many projects for myself to do during this period that like today I was thinking, you know, it was so much easier on tour. I'd work like 90 minutes a day and then just be wandering around a town. And here I'm working about 20 hours a day. <laughs> it's just nuts. Wow. That's um, a, such a, but it's such important. A, yes. And such a change, though. And uh, it's it's amazing that you uh, that you continue to put in so much time, uh, you know, with everybody in their spirits. It's really nice uh, to uh, to see a lot of the things that you do. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, let's jump into yeah. our today's news articles. All right. You want me to kick it off? Of course. All right. Article number one, the bionic penis. 
<laughs> uh, uh, a British man who lost his penis due to a severe blood infection has had a new one grown on his left arm, according to the UK Sun. Uh, Malcolm McDonald, age 45, had suffered from a blood infection that turned his fingers, toes, and penis black. And yes, when I first read this article, I was like, he didn't, he did, he wasn't like save my fingers or toes, just just the wang. <laughs> just... Well, I, I was kind of my first <laughs> in, in, inclination already is is they know penises don't go there, right? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> okay. Um, the, the father of two said one day uh, the infection caused his manhood to fall off and drop on the floor, um, and yeah. then uh, enter Professor uh, David Ralph from London's University College Hospital, for perform- who performed an arm graft procedure that could generate the man's penis in two years. The operation was sixty-five thousand pounds. Wow. Um, and it would help grow a penis that would help McDonald properly pee, uh, but it wouldn't have any sexual function. Um, it was a chance that McDonald was willing to take, uh, who, who just said, yeah, let's do it, without really thinking about it. Um, hmm. As far as I was concerned, it was a miracle um, for these people to be able to do this. So I said I was up for anything that would give me my willy back. Um, doctors built the new penis, complete with its own nerves, blood vessels, uh, using skin um, from McDonald's left arm. Um, yeah. Wow. So he, he, it basically, it's been successful. Um, this was kind of a follow-up article and now they're just waiting to actually do the procedure to reattach. So I thought that was a wow. crazy article and I just had to share it. Well, have- when, when you said it was 65,000 pounds, I was afraid that was the weight of the uh, penis that they were putting <laughs> on his arm. <laughs> I was thinking, Jesus, this is an overachiever. <laughs> I, I, I forgot about the monetary system. Uh, it's not on his left comment. arm. It is his left arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, that, that's... Uh, I that's mean, pretty crazy. That's, that's amazing science, but now let's... So, so for two years, he has to walk around with a penis on his arm? Why, Okay, sure. so yeah. I tried digging deeper because I couldn't figure out if they were growing it on his arm or they used his arm, like, skin to, to, to you know, grow it in a lab, in a lab. or something. Yeah. But from what I could see is that they were growing it on his arm. Oh. They do that. They do that, though. You know, that with, with tissue expanders and stuff, they'll make, like, an ear out of like somebody's neck and they'll put a tissue expander in, in it to stretch the skin slowly. And then they can form it Wow! after it's reached, reached the size that's, that's, you know, necessary for whatever they're doing. But, I, you know, doing that kind of stuff is pretty common. I hadn't heard about it as far as, uh, you know, genitalia, but other parts of people's bodies have been done that way. So, you know, why not? Wow. Yeah. You know, I'd be, I'd be like, if they were, if it was me, I'd be like, yeah, just, just, just wait a little longer. It's still growing. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I kind of feel like for 65,000 pounds, couldn't, I mean, if they're, they're they're saying that this will have no sexual function, but, but just to pee, like you couldn't come up with something else that would look like a penis that, that would let you pee. Like you couldn't like hollow out a graft large dildo or something that then would actually have a function. I don't just know. A pe- just a pet cock, like a latex pet cock. Yeah. You know, yeah. Things like you'd put on a beer keg. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like you could have come up with something 
a little bit more ingenious to say, okay, somebody's making some dough. Yeah. Yeah. I think he jumped on board maybe too fast without thinking (laughs) about, you know, we could run some hoses and, and yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, that take that takes premature ejaculation to a whole other. <laughs> right, you, you could p- pay a big Polish guy to stand in for you when you need to take any pictures of your pants off. For that kind, <laughs> that's, for that kind that's of fair. <laughs> you know, Leland, you were saying about uh, you know wear wear long sleeves if this thing's on your arm. I mean, does that consider itself as foreskin or like at least it would make a circumcision well, a lot easier? <laughs> well, it certainly would. You know, I, you know, better than a turtleneck. <laughs> um, you know this this just opens i mean you could have a whole bunch of them done and just have spares all over the place too, right just in case it wears out i mean for 65 grand you should at least get a baker's half dozen or you know, something out of different there. patterns remember, remember yeah, the old exactly. jpeg commercials like penis yeah right just add water and they grow oh my goodness oh goodness all right I don't I don't think my articles are that uh, that funny, but let me <laughs> tell you, um, this one was actually really good. Uh, there was a um, so the the the, tar- the, the article um, title on this one was uh, a woman is stunned when her new driver's license came back with a picture of an empty chair. Um, so <laughs> what happened was uh, with with COVID and everything, a um, a young uh, woman from Tennessee uh, had to uh, renew her license online and uh, she was laughing at the clerical error when she looked at her picture and it was basically just an empty chair and uh it is a technically a valid driver's license it is legally issued um but she she couldn't understand why there was an empty chair so of course she had called them and uh she said like i don't understand um i mean you i guess you kind of need to see it but it it basically i'm not in the photo and of course the the uh, the dmv person said well I'm going to have to talk to my manager and, and understand what's going on. So they went through all the uh, the photographs that they had taken. Because I guess when you sit down to get your, your photo taken at the DMV, they actually take multiple. And and what had happened is on the, the third shot, she had already stood up and left. So when they went to pull her file, they just randomly pulled a photograph from her from her folder. And the one of the three was just the empty chair. That's great. So I... She ha- so she has to take the chair with her at all times. Yeah, right. I just it's this chair. Like that's the first. But my first thing was like, how do you prove this is you? I mean, technically, this is a valid driver's license. I, I mean, it is government issued. It's got all the proper holograms and everything on it. But if you were to get pulled over, do you have to have the chair in the car with you? Yeah. <laughs> what a what a weird way for her to find out that she's Bruce Willis from The Sixth Sense. <laughs> <laughs> You know, or or Clint, Clint, Clint Eastwood in 2016 at the um, uh, Republican convention talking to the empty chair, uh, going after, um, which really haunted him because it's such a stupid thing to do. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my gosh, goodness. Yeah, she was being interviewed by Clint way back then. Um, well, it, it's quite interesting, and, and I guess it really makes uh you know, it's obviously a, a DMV error that uh, someone's going to have to be very um, uh, clear uh, and, and and careful of in the future. But, you know, I think the funniest thing I saw was so there's an actual photo of this online and they have blacked out all her personal information, except for she had posted a picture on social media 
So, of course, you know her name <laughs> that, that belongs with that. Uh, oh, driver's my gosh. License. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like she uses her real name, obviously, in social media. And it's uh, so I guess you already got uh, a few things put together, like you kind of know what her expiry date and her height and all the other stuff things are. So someone wants wow. to, 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 you know, uh, socially engineer her. That's uh, going to be a lot. Dude, uh, the Internet's crazy. You can put in a picture and image match somebody to their name. You know what I mean? To yeah. all their information. It's It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. I thought that was quite funny. It was interesting. Yeah, that's good. All right. What else do you have? All right. That's interesting. Um, I don't know if it's <laughs> funny. It sure is interesting. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, next one is uh, Kitty Drug Mule flees from high security Sri Lankan prison. Okay. So this this wow. kitten has a talent for escaping from prison uh, in a way that would make El Chapo proud. Uh, law enforcement in Sri Lanka took a cat into high security prison for smuggling illegal contraband until it reportedly fled. Dubbed the felonious feline, the cat was nabbed on uh, Walakata prison grounds with 1.7 grams of heroin, two SIM cards, and a memory chip rolled into a small plastic bag and tucked into its collar. Officers had hoped the cat would find a way to lead them back to the drug den from whence it came. As guards were attempting to feed the cat, the cat made a break. Local authorities have announced they will not seek further investigation. So he got away. <laughs> I, I first of all think that that's a smart idea. I think you've already put a lot of mon money and time into something that probably should have never happened. <laughs> oh, dear. That's just awesome. Wow. Uh, well, you know what I mean? you got to love Sri Lanka. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, why, why take the cat? Like, take the drugs, take the collar and all that stuff. Take the people who may have, like, had the cat. I mean, first, I don't even know how they came across the cat with the drugs. But um, why? <laughs> you get an imprisoned cat? That's, that's just bizarre. Oh, my gosh, man. I, I just I just picture the cat getting off the plane in Mexico, pair of sunglasses, you know. <laughs> He's got a couple ladies on his shoulder. You're really taking that one far, aren't you? <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, okay. This could go so weird. This yeah. could get so dark really fast. Yeah. What, what was the? Uh, there was there was a movie about um, uh, a, a cat that was recently. It was something about like how the the cat was taken in by a drug lord or something, and people are trying to get it back. And I kind of. Oh, that was Key and Peele. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just like uh, I could see that that's almost the direction this is going. <laughs> very very weird. Yeah, I um, thought it was funny. So. Uh, Germany seems to be a, a pretty funny place lately. Um, I've actually seen a lot of articles coming out of them, but the one that kind of stood out on this one uh, was it was kind of like one of those chance uh, by chance someone was at the right place at the right time, and someone was also at the wrong place at the right time. <laughs> the article, uh, the article uh, title on this one is German, a German nudist chases down laptop stealing wild boar. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So in, in Berlin, uh, a German nudist had uh, the last laugh after he'd given chase to a wild boar that had run off with a bag containing his laptop. Now, apparently in this particular area of this this beach where clothing is optional, um, they're very well known for, for having um, wild boars that might kind of come in and try to find food that's been left behind. Uh, the pictures that were posted on the social media, however, shows the man naked running down like through the, the beach and, and into the woods. Uh, after a sound or two piglets had basically found his his bag and picked it up with the tusks and ran off. Uh, he did uh, basically chase down the pig and get the, the laptop back. 
to which when he was coming back, everybody applauded him and, and congratulated him for, for his success. Uh, there just happened to be a photographer who were taking pictures at the time and had caught him on film and, of course, had showed him. And she said, would you mind me posting this as an article? And he, of course, had a, a good laugh and a sense of humor and said, yeah, sure, not a problem. Uh, so, of course, they, they blurred everything out. And uh, clearly it was a, uh, a clothing optional beach. But uh, I, I guess uh, the the good for him i mean to 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 run buck naked after a bunch of pigs and those are pretty fast things uh to to get a bag back is uh was uh pretty impressive so um well I they're mean, fa- they're fast and they're ornery yeah so he's really lucky you know he didn't get attacked yes yes or worse so that's uh yeah yeah sounds like a normal weekend in the southern states <laughs> it does <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and maybe the boar saw maybe the boar saw the penis on the guy's arm that's right and just happened to hook the, hook the bag by accident <laughs> wow, uh, wow. If this guy can afford sixty five thousand pounds i'm taking his laptop right <laughs> <laughs> what people will do for a macbook <laughs> Jeez. wow oh, excellent funny so leland let's turn things over to you and uh we have of course so many questions well, i gotta go now <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for coming for for the article it was at least fun yeah it's made my pleasure i'm gonna i'm gonna go scratch my arm yeah <laughs> would that be considered masturbation <laughs> <laughs> could be could be yeah 65 grand it better be <laughs> yeah. i gotta tell you that gold better come out of that thing when you're done so <laughs> oh my goodness okay. and, and, and maybe not the gold that they were expecting so um <laughs> so you have had uh, by, by my uh my my judgment i'd say you've had quite an amazing career and, and you continue to do so um one of one of the things that uh i i actually wanted to bring up first before of course a lot of the your your work in the past is what you've been doing recently and uh how you have been quite popular on youtube it's shocking um because it started as an accident. Um, we had, you know, I mean, first off, you know, like for so many, uh, mus- almost every musician I know, um, when this pandemic hit, all of a sudden I, I had the, the year's worth of, of work through the end of February of next year completely went away. Mm-hmm. Um, some things were time sensitive and, and, you know, they're hoping maybe next year they can do them. Um, other things are on an, uh, a postponement that's, very, um, you know, kind of etched in mud because uh, nobody knows what's going to happen. So, um, so I, like everybody else, I found myself just a- at home, just kind of going, what the hell's going to, was going to happen? Well, we had just come off of uh, a, a two and a half year Phil Collins world tour. And um, I had guys write to me that said, you know, we saw you in like, like a stadium or something. And they said, it, it sounded amazing, but, you know, there were a lot of little details that we really couldn't hear because of the venue or, you know, a big arena or something mm-hmm. like that. And so what I thought I would do, I contacted um, Michelle Collin, who was our front of house mixer, and he sent me a board mix of a show that we did in Adelaide uh, on the tour. And so what I did was I set up my iPhone and um, played the track through my computer uh, into a little speaker uh, coming out of the speaker uh, headphone jack mm-hmm. and then had a bass amp next to me. And what I did was I would tell a little bit of a story 
and then play that the song that show basically every day I did a, the songs in order from you know the first day I, I put up one song and then I played my bass part so it was sitting on top of the track rather than buried in the track so you could hear all the nuances uh-huh. and about three days into it I had people writing me going we love your new channel and I'm going what are you talking about <laughs> and, and and they said oh that stuff you're putting on YouTube and then overnight this thing like took on a life of its own and now at this point I've got like I think 131,000 really dedicated people on the channel and I went through basically all of that show that we did. The only song I haven't done is um, Take Me Home, which is the last song in the show. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll save that until I, you know, until the, the end of whenever my YouTube channel happens. And I'm anticipating that'll be, you know, years from now. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just, you know, taken on. So I've posted a pretty much a song every day since the pandemic began. I've got about 200 videos up on the channel now and uh, opened up a store, uh, a clubhouse that has a store in it. And um, we're, we're selling t-shirts and mugs and, and tote bags and autographed pic- I've got, uh, I'm doing autographed pictures and I get a whole list of uh, people that have bought pictures. And then I, I've got them all at home and I personalize them and send them off and, it's been everywhere from Australia to Japan to India to you name it all over the states. So it's, you know, it's crazy. You know, it's the last thing at this point in my life I expected to have happening. And then um, I've never recorded at home. I've never had a home set up because I was always busy enough where when I got home, I figured home was home mm-hmm. and I would, you know, do stuff there. And then a friend of mine contacted me about, uh, they were going to do a cover of Easy Lover. And, uh, they said, would you play on it? And I said, I'd love to, but I don't have anything for recording at home. And one of the guys knew somebody at SSL and they ended up sending me an interface. So I, I, I called one of the guys in the band that I'm in now, the immediate family. Mm-hmm. And, um, who's like one of the tech guys in, in the group. He's got his home studio and he, gave me a tutorial with GarageBand and all that. And I ended up putting bass on this track and shooting a video for it. Oh, wow. And uh, we've got about 210,000 views on it now on my channel. Wow. Um, so I'm doing some home recording and then I'm doing, uh, um, just finished a book yesterday that's been looming for years of uh, pictures of people giving me the finger, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I have I have over eleven thousand photographs from 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 all the touring and people I've met on airplanes, on the street, and restaurants, and it's just nuts. And yesterday we kind of finalized it, and hopefully by the end of next week we'll be sending it off to a printer and start, and I should have it for Christmas. You know, it's like all these things. And I'm in the studio right now with Judith Owen and we're recording, um, uh, for her new album. Um, very, we're all masked up and, uh, in separate ISO booths and everything, but uh, we've been working on that. And then I'm in in this band, the immediate family, which is an, uh, 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 an extension of, our original group, the section from back in the seventies, it's a different slightly lineup, but, um, we've got a, a a single out now. We have an EP coming out in October and the album will be out at the first, in the beginning of the year. And Denny Tedesco, who made the wrecking crew movie, which is a great documentary film. 
is doing a documentary film about our group right now. So wow. yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you know, I would have, I was feeling that this was going to be, you know, like a, a desert of, you know, like sitting in the middle of the Gobi Desert with nothing going on, and I'm I'm so busy now. It's it's driving me crazy. It's true. I mean, so. when you said like 20 hours a, a day, like I, it totally sounds like it. I mean, you've got so many things that are on the go, and I noticed like uh, yeah. from the the editing of of things or I mean, just putting things up. I mean, it's not as as simple sometimes as click record and and send. You know, you yeah like to tweet exactly. things and tag things and. Yeah, so that's uh, a lot of additional work for you. But, you know, I've actually sat and uh, watched uh, several of your videos. And uh, one of the things I love most about what you do is this, it's not, even though it's you playing the bass and, and your position in the song, you don't talk about it like it's, it's about you. You you are praising the the bands and the artists and the way that the, the, the pieces are put together. And it truly is about the music for you. Uh, yeah. versus it being you and you're uh you're you're a very um uh kind of a stand back kind of uh person and even even when you're it's you on camera and you playing the music it's about someone else or everybody else but you well i, I mean i've always felt that way about things I've, i look at everything as collaboration and you know it's like when we're on the road um I I hang, you know, I spend as much time as I can hanging out with the crew and the truck drivers and the caterers and everybody because all these things are 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 really a, a family. And mm-hmm. when we're in the studio doing projects, uh, everybody's a critical part of this. So like the old adage goes, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And um, and everybody's involved. And I've always just felt very blessed and 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 proud to be a part of the uh the unit and the family rather than you know i i think i i ended up loving bass so much because bass has that thing where you know you're you're an absolutely critical aspect of the music mm-hmm. but you don't have to be the, the lead guy you don't have to be out at the front of the stage like the singer or the guitar player yeah. you know vying for attention you know i i'm much happier sitting in the back with the drummer and um and just uh you know keeping it all together yeah so uh I, I, I've really enjoyed this, and, and the, one of the things I do is every night then, after I post during the day and then get on with my day, when I'm heading to try to get a couple hours sleep at night, because I'm a, a real insomniac, so I really usually only sleep about three hours a night anyhow, oh, wow. but um, I sit and I read all the comments that come in for that day's posting, and it's really, it's become quite a community um, of people, and everybody's like, like this, because with the pandemic, this isn't, you know, a localized thing. This is a global issue that's affected everybody. Uh, and in pretty much the same way, the responses have been, you know, very different. Like I'm in, the, I've been doing an album with Brett McKenzie, who's part of a group called Flight of Concords out of New Zealand. And when I talk to him, he talks about how the prime, I think she's the prime minister shut down New Zealand and got everything under control immediately. Now, granted, it's a small country and all that, but they really approached it where, like, here in the States, it's been utter chaos and bullshit, and nobody, you know, has taken, you know, command of anything, and we're under the worst leadership in the history of our our country that's just failing miserably on a, on a daily basis. So um, I know people that have died. I know people that are very sick right now. Yes. And, um, and it didn't have to be, and that's the real tragedy no. of all 
all of this. A hundred percent. And yeah, so I'm 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 fuming daily as as I watch the numbers climbing, and then the the people are are drinking. You know, they're like at Jonestown drinking the Kool Aid. Yes. You know, when they start talking about, you know, they're they're treating it like gun rights or something. Like I don't have to wear a mask. I'm an American. Yeah. You know, and I've spent so many years like going to countries like Japan, and like somebody doesn't feel good, they put a mask on because they, you know, it's not so much for them; it's for everybody around them. Yep. It, you and, know, uh, and here I just it's had this conversation the other day. It's it, I I equate it to the same principles behind drinking and driving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You yep. you have to be responsible uh, and respectful, not, not just to yourself, but to others. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, if, 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 if the powers that be and the, the super smart scientists are saying that, uh, you know, it, it can cut down in any, you know, way, shape or form, I think we should be definitely taking advantage of that. Absolutely. You know? yeah. Well, it's, it's like you talk about with drinking and driving, you know, inevitably somebody goes, you see these reports of somebody, you know, that's been drunk and they've hit people, they walk away and they've killed an innocent person. Uh-huh. And this, and this disease is the same way. Yeah. If the people who were irresponsible got it and died, well, so be it. But the fact is that they can get the disease and then pass it on. Uh, and you know, they might, you know, go to a party and come home and they've got a little sister that's got asthma or something, yes. or the grandparents mm-hmm. are visiting yep. and, and you can't even go to their funeral. Now you have to watch it on zoom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. It's madness. Right? Yeah, and absolutely. This could be, yeah, so I'm I'm completely just furious and pissed off with the way everything is. And I, at the end of every video I've put up, I give a shout out to all the first responders, the doctors and nurses and healthcare givers and teachers and people working in the supermarkets and the postal, you know, people, yeah. everything. You know, these people that are putting their lives on the line every day to try to make some... To truly Some keep this semblance of normalcy, even though it'll never be the normal we once knew. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's it's a real tough call right now. But uh, yeah. you know, when I'm talking to you guys up in Canada, I, I'm there's a certain envy here because I'm so <laughs> furious with what we've gone through for the past, you know, almost four years now with this psychotic bullshit going on uh, in our government here. It's the yeah. most embarrassing, hideous thing I've ever thought i'd see in my life and i'm, I'm still, praying for I'm still in, in that awe. it'll end yeah I'm, I'm still in awe that it continues to go on sometimes uh yeah you know our our numbers are actually still quite good up here when it comes to uh, uh the pandemic and uh, i think it's why canada still has decided to continue to keep our borders closed and uh mm-hmm. and, and you know being so close it, it's always easy for us to uh, to dip down and and you know have a day holiday or a weekend holiday in the U.S. and, and do things, but uh, yeah, it, it's probably for you know obviously the best. Um, I was uh, reading an article the other day, and uh, it was about the numbers in Florida. And, and again, I you know, we don't really get too political on things, but I thought it was really strange that they were reporting that their deaths were at an all time low with only an increase of 6,000 people. And wow. I'm like, that that's not how that works. That is, you're still yeah. up 6,000, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's like a... That's like marketing spin. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? That, that, it that's, honestly that's crazy. Is, it's almost like something that, that came from, from the man's lips himself. Like, it just didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, and... Well, and yeah, it, it, go ahead. 
So I was just going to say, like, for us, you know, we have our own issues, of course, with uh, with our own governments and certain aspects mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Uh, but but I have to say, like, I, I'm pretty damn proud of how quickly we had a plan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's how, how quickly I guess we all come, came together um, across the entire country. That that was the impressive part. It was like our government was like, OK, we got to do this, this and this. You know, we we don't. We don't necessarily know um, if this is going to work, but we have to do something and we have to do it together. Yeah. And yeah. and um, and everybody just kind of jumped on board. And I think that um, that having that leadership is just something life. that you unfortunately yeah. you guys lack right now. And of somebody just to say, OK, yeah. you know, this might not work, but we're going to commit to this, you know. Yes. Yeah, well. Our government denied it even existed. I mean, he was calling it a hoax and all this, you know, nonsense for mm-hmm. months that that could have been in there. And and they don't look at at the casualties as human beings. They look at them as collateral damage in a situation. You're you're just a statistic. Yes. Uh, rather than a there's there's a human behind every one of these. But um, yeah. uh, so um, so we're preaching to the choir here. Is there, uh, is there <laughs> other stuff? we would like to move on to because I could sit here because I'm kicked off of Facebook like constantly. Well, and this I'm is usually, where my next I'm question. Blo- yeah, my next yeah, question was about, about 150 days a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had remember, uh, I remember seeing a video and I think it was back in uh, April where originally you had, I, I, I would imagine first kicked off this year and, uh, and you were quite upset about it. Did, were there, what was the the circumstances behind it? Like, were you ever given a clear answer as to why you got put in Facebook jail? Once, once in a while, I get a, I I posted a sta- a, a question. All I did was pose a question. Um, I've never, I've never, uh, I've, first off, I've never said the president, and I don't even want to call him the president because that's. But I've never even said his name. I've always used just a lowercase t mm-hmm. um, to designate him. Um, but all of these guys to me are like complete scumbags. And, um, I, po- so I just posted a question without threats or anything. And I, and I said, what could have happened in Mitch McConnell's life to have him turn into such a vile and hateful creature? I was immediately blocked for post, for bullying, um, posting hate, uh, or promoting hate and, um, and one other thing. And I was blocked for 30 days for just writing that question. In there, which to me is a valid question because to me he's one of the most vile creatures that ever sucked air. He is such a disgusting piece of shit. And um, and uh, so I posted a question and yeah. and I'm kicked off for of that. Um, but I'm usually kicked off on an average of 150 days a year off of Facebook. <laughs> for, for, and, and it's what usually to freedom you know, of speech, man. Him. That's exactly it. Not. I was just about to say what happened to no. freedom of speech. And, you know, everybody uh, seems to really uh, talk about it, but clearly it, is, it doesn't really that way. Um, no, you know, no. Like, and, and I have trolls. I, I get death threats on Facebook. Get out. Where people, will, guys will write to me and they'll go, we know your touring schedule. We're going to come get you. And sometimes oh. I write back and I go, yeah, you're in the basement wearing your jammies right now. Your mom just brought you Ovaltine and you're whacking <laughs> off some shit video game. You know, you're really scared. Come, come get me. The next time they say that, you'd say, could you at least buy a ticket and that for your friends too? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, I mean, at one point, you know, it's so ridiculous because my wife was in Florence, Italy and went and saw the statue of David, took a photograph of it. Mm-hmm. Posted it, and she was blocked for posting nudity. Oh my! God. Oh my! There's not even a thing to show. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just staggering what uh, what that wow. that that company represents. Where there's certain aspects of it that I think are fantastic. I mean, I've hooked up with so many people over the years I've been on it, and I've got about about ninety thousand people on my page, and I just did a personal page. I don't really have a a, a fan page. But um, I've hooked up with tons of great people, and we've shared all kinds of great things. And I've done album projects with people I've met on Facebook that we hooked up there. And then when it seemed legitimate, we moved on to emailing each other and, and left that format. But wow. there's another side of it that's so dark and insidious to me that's mm. just uh, really ugly. And it, it's you really have to navigate carefully yes. through all of this stuff. Um, because I do have serious trolls, and I have a big a big target on my back. So, you know, wow. I'm always being, uh, I, I get attacked on it, but the amount of attack that comes at me is so small compared to the, uh, the amount of people I think that are thinking in, in genuine human beings that, that get it. Yeah. And that's my hope for the future. So the kind of people that'll assume positions of authority and power, and we can reverse this, this down downward spiral that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely feel like everything you're doing... comes back to this. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely Sorry. feel like you're doing an amazing job, and that uh, you should uh, continue doing what you do and, and being you. Uh, I definitely wouldn't, um, I wouldn't change a thing because uh, you're 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 really doing good work, and uh, you clearly oh, you Man, clearly I really have a, a good um, a good mind on your shoulders. So I don't feel like uh, anything that you're saying is is incorrect at any point. So. Well, a lot of people aren't, you know, they, they just, they'll go with the flow or they won't challenge, you know, the status quo. So mm-hmm. the fact that you're bringing things to light, you know, and you're challenging things, it's, it's good to get people thinking. I think some, a lot of people forget to have their own opinion, you know, they just, uh, yeah. they go with whatever mainstream media is throwing out there and, um, yeah. you know, it's good, it's good to challenge these things once in a while. Yeah. Well, I, I get these people, you know, they'll start saying, you know, he, he only wants people on his page that agree with him kind of thing. And that's the farthest thing from the truth. But, uh, you know, I like diversity. I like dialogue and, uh, and I like other people's opinions because that's how you really can, you know, disseminate what's going on. But the real problem is I don't want people coming to my page that are going to quote like Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh and Fox news as their, as their information source, because that stuff is complete bullshit. And, um, you, you're not going to have a reasonable dialogue under those circumstances. So I tell those people to, to go away and come back more informed with some actual facts, you know, like the people that are, you know, they're almost still like flat, flat earthers. You know, they, they still don't <laughs> believe the earth is round and, you know, you're dealing with some pretty stupid, uh, you know, people that have just enough brain power for basic respiration, and then it stops. Yes, um, <laughs> yes. Well, you, so, know, you know, I I feel like Dr. Sue said it best in this case, where unless someone like you who cares an awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. Yeah. So, yeah. It's true. Well, I mean, we're, we're hopeful. I mean, I'm hopeful for humanity. I'm hopeful for our country. I'm you know, I'm hopeful for everything because if you give up hope, then, you know, why bother at yes. that point? So I'm just going to keep striving towards that. But, um, but as far as like, you know, getting back to music and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, I'm just real hopeful for the future. Cause like when I talk to my bandmates and everything, and we're just, everybody's so anxious 
to share music and get it out there. You know, we're just, you know, but we want to do it safely. We did a live stream and we're going to do another, we're going to uh, film another concert, but then not do it as a live stream. We're going to make it so it's available over a period of time because of all the time zones in the world. It's difficult for people to join a live stream sometimes. Yeah. But, um, but it's, you know, everybody's just so hungry to, to share their, their music and their art with people again because that's really one of the most uplifting things a human being can do Mm -hmm. is sharing in 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 that unique quality that really sets us uh in in a a unique space in the animal kingdom and uh and so it's frustrating right now but i'm i'm really looking forward to it so we're 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 moving forward as best we can under the circumstances yeah you know we were we were talking with uh, Scott Page not too too long ago, and uh, you know he, great, they've, been, great. they've been doing some amazing things, uh, you know, with their uh, their kind of virtual music and stuff like that. And that might be a another thing I've noticed uh, because I have a an Oculus Rift and Matt does too. It's uh, it's quite interesting that you can uh, see the amount of. Um, uh, of, of people that are now starting to uh, kind of go with that VR way, so that you can still be at a concert yeah. even though uh, you're you're no longer there. Uh, so you can still kind of you know participate in that. Yeah, exactly. And, and all the people that are doing like acapella videos for that app, and yeah. the people that never really had a, a place to kind of show what they do, suddenly there's an audience because everybody's kind of glued to their virtual world. So people are. Do you think the funny thing is there's so many videos that have suddenly appeared, like the two young guys um, that were watching in the air tonight. You know, they're watching all these different videos. And I just yes. saw another one with like five people today seeing it for the first time. And I think now on the charts, I think like in the air is like number two on the charts. It, it, yeah, it's totally years. come back again. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I, mean, I talked to Phil about it the other day and he's just kind of sitting, you know, just going, wow. Yeah, <laughs> pretty Pretty far out. I bet you he wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> no, no, you know, not so. at all. I mean, it's amazing what could happen. But, but the fact that pe- so many people are, are creating, you know, music and and stuff now that that are, it's I'm finding it fascinating just watching everything that's out there, and uh, and that's one of the positives that's come out of this situation, which I think at the end of the day, when there is finally maybe a vaccine and and people get serious about, you know taking the vaccine uh, when it is a safe one and not just mm-hmm. something that's been thrown out, you know, as a let's try this and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. But I think people will start looking at, at what their life became like this. And there's probably a lot of things you could get out of your life now. And you go, geez, that used to seem important, but without it, it isn't that important. And I think I'm just going to do something else. And um, it, it, it could be very positive things that at the end of the day come out of this, even though it's, coming out of a lot of misery and and yeah. and uh, terrible situations so it's yeah. a it's a real you know it's a balancing act as to what's good and what's bad yep well hopefully uh, as they say what doesn't make us uh, doesn't kill you only makes you stronger in the end so uh, yeah i hope that is it's uh, cool that you guys were working with talking to scotty man scotty's like always been at the forefront of technology and yeah. Beyond being a great sax player and a great hang, I love Scotty. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's always, you know, been right up there at the front of the line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's he's such an amazing individual and uh, has. Uh, yeah, he was a blast to have on the show. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's cool. Yeah, actually, I think uh, we just didn't have enough time with him, so we're, we're yeah, gonna have a, we we're had gonna have so him, many, <laughs> have him back so many questions. Soon. 
Yeah. It is, uh, it's, it's quite crazy. Uh, speaking of questions, actually, how about we get into the uh, second part of our show and we have our rapid fire great, questions great. with Maddie G. Let's do it. All right. All right, here we go. I'm going to ask you some questions here. If you don't know or don't want to answer, just say pass. And uh, question number one. Or, or just lie. Or just lie. Or, or just lie. Sometimes yeah, that that's fun, too. too. <laughs> we, we won't call you out on it. <laughs> okay. Um, question one. What made-up word would you register into the English language? Jeez. Um, oh, wow. That's that's uh, that's not rapid fire. That's pretty interesting. I, don't even, I can't even answer that. Arm penis. Arm penis. There we go. <laughs> Man, that guy's such an arm penis. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, you can use it in any context. It's true. Um, what? It, okay, question two. What is the scariest dream that you can remember? When I was a child, I was deathly afraid of spiders, and I used to have this reoccurring dream that I was behind the garage in my house, and along the wall and the roof of the garage was all spiders, and they jumped on me. And we're all biting me. And I believed that when they would bite you, you would float away into the sky and that's where you would die. Wow. That's that is terrifying. I, lo- I don't mind yeah. spiders now. That was a tough one to <laughs> yeah. get over, though. Yeah, I bet. Yeah that's, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, If you could pick a superpower, which would it be? I, I think it would be the penis on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> It would, it, be, so it, would be bold, it would be bolder. It would be sixty five thousand pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the question for? What is your earliest childhood memory? Um, childhood memories. I'm a snow because I was born in in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we moved to L.A. when I was four. So so much of my first four years was remembering snow. It's fun. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We, we still get yeah, some we, of that. It doesn't feel like Christmas without it, yeah. at least up here. Yeah. 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 Uh, next question. What makes you the happiest? So what activity? Uh, playing music. I, really, I, I mean, it's it, been my life. It's I would been hope my so. Life. <laughs> and, it, and that it wasn't the army. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, but I'm getting, I'm, you know, some people have a tattoo. Uh, you know, this is just another you know, they could have a tattoo of a penis on their arm. This is just taking it to the next level of it's making right. it three-dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I bet you somebody would do it. Yeah, it's going to happen now um, that we're talking about it. I hope so. Yeah. What uh, What foreign language would you most like to learn? I love Italian. I really wish I knew Italian. Whenever I'm around my friends from Italy and they're speaking Italian, I just find it such a beautiful language. Any of the Romance languages, you know, Spanish would, you know, would be really great. But, uh, I had some friends that were Italian, and it would have been amazing to know what their Nona was saying when they smacked him in the side of the head. <laughs> it didn't sure. really matter. Just hit him. Yeah. <laughs> you know they were doing something wrong. If, if, if they hit him, they probably deserved it. Yep. <laughs> what If you could relive a decade, which would you pick and why? Oh, God. You know, I really, I've really appreciated them all, but I'll tell you, the 70s, probably, because that was the, the decade where my whole career started. And, you know, I got to, you know, start with James Taylor and Jackson Brown and Linda Ronson. It was such in the music industry. That was really almost like the golden age. 
um, for for what I do was that that decade. So I would love to experience the seventies again. Very cool. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, do you have a go-to joke? God, there's so many of them. There's a couple that are visual that w- really wouldn't uh, work here, but uh, <laughs> we'll have to do video. No, next no, time it's we not, have not that they're funky. No, it's <laughs> not that they're funky or anything like that. But um, do you have time for one? Of course, oh, absolutely. Oh, of course, yeah. there's always time. Yeah, That's there's, always, there's one I always there's one I always loved where a guy's driving down the street and he sees a sign that says "Talking Dog for Sale," and he goes, "Geez, that's intriguing." And he goes up and uh, he says to the guy out in the front, yeah, he says, what's with the sign? He goes, so you have a talking dog? And the guy goes, yeah, he's out in the backyard. You know, guy walks out in the backyard and there's this black lab laying out there on the lawn. And he walks up and he goes, so you talk? Lab looks up and he goes, yeah. He goes, holy crap, what's this all about? And he goes, well, I figured out from a very early age that, that I could talk. And... uh I ended up, uh, as I grew a little older, I ended up working with the government and they sent me out to, I was, would be taken into meetings with foreign leaders and I could hear all the things going on behind people's backs and I could, you know, tell the, uh, the, the authorities about it afterwards. And then I started to work for the drug, uh, enforcement and, and he goes on and on about all his accomplishments. And he said, you know, I got a little older and then I finally, uh, I found a a, a, a a mate, and we had some puppies, and uh, and I'm here now. But you know, I've won a lot of awards and all this stuff. And he, the guy goes, "This is mind-boggling." And he goes back out to the guy in the front yard. He goes, "It's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. I'm, how much do you want for him?" And the guy goes, uh, five bucks." I go, five dollars for that talking dog." He goes, "Why five dollars?" He goes, "He's full of shit. He didn't do any of that stuff." <laughs> uh, that's good. You know, I mean, just, you know, I, 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 kind of it on the uh, I like that's it. Yep. I like it. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Next question: Do you believe in aliens? Okay. Yeah, I, absolutely. Well, I'm. I would say I, I'm 99 there. I'm a real tangible person, so I would love to experience it. When I was a little kid. A, my window looked into an intersection in the house I grew up in. And I used to lay there at night looking up, wishing a, a flying saucer would land there and that I could go get into it and fly into space. I've always been fascinated with that. And, and I, I, I think it's completely arrogant to think that we're the only living species in this entire, you know, universe. Um, but I, you know, I, I can't say a hundred percent because I haven't experienced it yet. But I'm, I'm pretty confident that there's something going on out there. So, so just to, oh, to interject on that one, um, your your whole hope for alien contact is so that you can carjack them. <laughs> A, a saucer jack them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure yep. you've been corrected, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, you just want to say, how can I, how can I fuck with these guys? Yeah. I just <laughs> want to take their shit. If, if they can get, if they can get here, I think they, I always say like when I'm walking my dogs at night, I always think there's aliens circling the planet looking down and they would immediately think my dogs are the superior intelligence because here they got this guy behind him who like the minute they crap this guy pulls a bag out of his pocket and helps you know carefully cleans up their poop and 100 oh, man i would look really low on the food chain you know on that level so yep it's true know how that feels oh, that's hilarious yeah 
Um, <laughs> how would you spend a hundred million dollars? Trying to make things better for people. You know, I'm, I'm really, I, I live a pretty simple life and I'm, I, there would be nothing super extravagant I would do, but I was talking to Judith actually about an hour ago here in the studio. We were talking about people like Jeff Bezos and all these that could really make such a difference for the people that are hurting in this country right now. Um, that, that are floundering with lost work and all that. And I was thinking, you know, like when I watch TV and I see there, there's a kid on the news who had cerebral palsy and he had like a special wheelchair made for him and then somebody stole it. And I would go, uh, man, in a second, I would, I would take money and get him a new wheelchair. And then I would also hire some guys to find who did it and make sure that they needed the one that they took. Damn right. <laughs> damn uh, that's, right. That's just disgusting. Yeah, that's yeah. messed up. Wow. But, Not cool. But I, 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 there wouldn't be anything. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be saying, you know, I'm going to go get a big mansion and a Ferrari and all that. But uh, you know, to be able to do good in this world and, and not have to think twice about it would yeah. be pretty, pretty great opportunity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a good answer. Um, if PETA wouldn't track you down, what exotic animal would you domesticate? Oh, let's see. You know, I love. I love. Uh, I love elephants. Uh, one of my main donations is to an elephant sanctuary in Tennessee that rescues elephants, and they have like a tons and tons of acreage, and they get circus elephants and you know elephants that have been exploited, and that's who I donate. Uh, they're in my will and everything. Um, it would be great. I would love. It would be great if you could do miniature elephants. Because when I've been around, you know, baby elephants. If you could have an adult that was that big where you could actually like lay down on the lawn with it. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> so, that is pretty so cool. adorable. I actually have a cool story um, about that. So um, I was in Washington. Yeah. Um, this was probably about four years ago uh, for business. And um, after hours, they shut down the uh, Washington Zoo and they let us go in there. Um, and we actually got to feed the elephants and pet them and um, you know, we were just drinking some beers and no one got out of hand. It was just all, all kind of nice. And the elephants love the attention. And it was actually like yeah. one, one of the funnest, funnest nights out I've had, uh, in my life for sure. It was very cool. Yeah. They are remarkable. Very you know, sweet. when you blow into their trunk, you know, and they say, you know, once they, they get your scent, they'll never forget it. Because wow. uh, I did that That's at amazing. San Diego Zoo. I got to go into the elephant enclosure and spend an afternoon with them they said just don't stand between an elephant and a wall or between or between two elephants because they love to lean (laughs) yeah uh, yeah (laughs) but that's funny that's good it's great yeah i don't think we've ever had elephant that's a good answer yeah yeah that's really cool all right next question what what's your biggest pet peeve what gets on your nerves oh the the list is so long it's like the dead sea (laughs) scroll um Unrolls the hate you know, list, I, reaches I, over. I, I, could, I could go on. I could go on for an hour here of stuff that pisses me off and drives me crazy. Does it start uh, with a little T? Really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then you just rub your arm and it's a big one. Yep. <laughs> I keep man. I'm, 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 this image in my head won't go away. You know, this guy with his with his dick on his arm. That's pretty weird. <laughs> well, if we can leave an I impression, wish him, I wish him luck. Yeah. I immediately so, regret googling this. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, no, I'm all over it. I'm yeah. I'm, see, I'm seeing a backstage pass. I'm seeing album art. I'm seeing, you know, I'm, 
a band name. That's I'm going to form a band called. I'm going to form a band called Arm Dick. Arms. Yeah. Arm Dick. Arm Dick. The yep. new metal band, Arm Dick. <laughs> oh, that's oh, amazing. That's so cool. Wow. Uh, wow. What, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what activity makes you totally lose track of time? Um, yard work. I'm a voracious yeah. gardener and then I can walk up in my yard and start working. And next thing I know, it's like five hours has gone by and I've been just weeding and working. I can't really get lost in it. It's pretty, pretty Zen for me to, to work in the yard. It's my I'm actually the same way. I'm actually the same way with like when I'm doing gardening and stuff like that. I totally time just doesn't exist. So I hear you on that yeah. one. I mean, the music, music and all those things that they're usually some kind of a reference within doing it that requires your attention where you're cognizant of time and stuff. But when you're just kind of like out you know, digging in the dirt and working, it's, it's pretty easy to get lost in that. I love yeah, mowing the lawn. Answer. Ever since I've had a, a huge lawn, I love mowing the lawn. Oh, yeah. do I have a job for you then? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's, uh, what's the best thing you've ever eaten? Oh, Arm penis God. won't work for this answer. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know, that was the last thing. That was the last thing on my, my list right there. Um, um, you know, God, I've, I've had like just some great, I mean, that's been the beauty of what my job is traveling the world eating you know great pizza down in the south of italy or mm. um mm. just you know fabulous meals uh, around the world i mean i, I love indian food i love yes. french and italian um you know it's you know, hard, hard to any, say yeah you know, is there anything that sticks out to you because i that, i'm glad i asked you this question because you have traveled so much like is there anything that like just really sticks out like or that you ever just get a craving for and you're like oh i wish i had that you know Oh God! Uh, I had like this unbelievable paella in in Spain that we uh-huh. kind of sat there. Uh, we were on tour uh, with actually with Judith Owen, who I'm in the studio with right now, and um, and I think we were in um, might have been either Madrid or Barcelona, but we went to this restaurant and they specialized, they had this beautiful paella and we ate out uh, on the streets. They had a table outside and we all just took one bite and looked at each other. And went, Are you kidding? Oh, um, nice. It was, it was, un, it was just unbelievable. Um, but yeah, there's, there's been those where when we're traveling uh, on tour, a lot of times we hit cities and people will ask me about the gigs and the venue and, and my whole memory is going to be a restaurant that we went to. <laughs> you know, and and so much of everything is is geared around your stomach <laughs> oh, yeah. on the road. I mean, a gig's a gig, but a great meal is a whole other thing. But I remember like an unbelievable. I think I had one of the best pizzas I ever had in Venice, Italy. And it's you know the Italians when they do them, even though it's not native to Italy, but they embraced it and they do these pretty much free form. It's not those you know boxed you know, Domino's kind of little pieces yeah. is almost free form. And it had, you know, the, when it was finished cooking, they would throw an egg on it. And then the heat of the cheese and everything would cook the egg on it before you ate it. I mean, it was like one of these things amazing. where you're going, you know, I've Very eaten cool. this thing a million times and I suddenly found the Holy Grail. Oh, I, I will tell you something. I just remembered it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the artists I worked with, um, 
over the years from the, from for about 10 years starting in the early 90s was a French singer named Veronique Sanson and she was married to Stephen Stills back in the 70s but she's been like the the um Carol King, Joni Mitchell, uh, everything of France. She's still one of the great female artists and she's still working her ass off in, in, in there. But we were in a little village in central France and uh we went to uh, breakfast and she said, I've got to order you breakfast. And I said, fine, that's great. So she orders this meal. It arrives and it had a, a, like a Spencer steak, you know, it's kind of that shape. It was like a, you know, like about a half an inch thick uh, mm-hmm. cut of meat. And I, I don't eat meat. Um, I haven't eaten meat for years, but um, this was uh, way back. And I, and I, I took one bite of this and I said, that is probably the best steak. I've ever tasted in my entire life. And she looked at me and she said, it's a mushroom. <laughs> and this town, this town, and this was, this made like portobello mushrooms look like nothing. This was like a big slab of meat. And, oh. and uh, she said, this is the only place in the world where this grows. They've tried to, to, to get them into other places. And for some reason, there's something going on with the soil and everything comes together there. And I said, if I lived there, I would eat this every single day. It was the most, it, it tasted exactly like the best steak you ever ate. And it was a mushroom. Wow. I got to find, I yeah, gotta, that's the type of I mushroom I have to up. try. This sounds amazing. Yeah, for sure. I love yeah. mushrooms. So that's really a double different. win for me. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So, yeah. It was amazing. Amazing. Well, we have one last question for you today. Great. And that, and, and here, here goes, um, what is the favorite podcast you've been on in the last 12 hours? I think the one uh, from, uh, from you guys. <laughs> it was like, wait, it's, it's, like, oh. so, it's so awesome. No, I love it. I love it. I love how loose you guys are. Most podcasts, you know, get real, you know, kind of technical, but not in a knowledgeable technical way. And, you know, a lot of them you're just kind of walking through them, but I do like the the looseness and the attitude that you guys have. So it's it's really fun to well, uh, to talk to you guys. We've loved having um, you on the, yeah, the show. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah. that's kind praise. No, and yeah, we very, love, very love cool. having you on. That now you you said twice now that you're you're in the studio with uh, Judith Owen right now. Yeah. Did yeah. she want to say hi? Well, uh, <laughs> let me let me go see. She's in, she's in the other room right now. Uh, <laughs> you let, just let tap me, on the window and point at the she, phone. <laughs> she is the fu- she, she is she's the funniest person you'll ever you'll ever meet. So let me see. Even if funnier than her husband here. Um, you know, she is different than her husband, but in, <laughs> they're both remarkable. When she and Harry Shear are together, it is a unique experience but um <laughs> i would she, imagine she they're, they're, they, they they complement each other but she might be in the other room here right now so hold on just a second i was gonna say she might she must have a good she, sense of humor to, to be with him <laughs> these guys want to talk to you too would you like to talk to to these guys it's a podcast in canada <laughs> she would like to talk to you and, and i'm sick of you guys fellas so. <laughs> <laughs> so, you introduce yourselves here's judith owen <laughs> hi judith how are you doing Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much. How good. Are you? This is uh, Anthony and Maddie G from the Freaking Awesome Podcast up in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. We uh... Freaking Awesome Podcast. What a good name. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were uh, we were just uh, speaking, and, and he had meant uh, Leland had mentioned that uh, you know you were uh, in studio a couple times, so we thought it would be rude if we didn't say hello. 
Well, that's very kind of you. We are in the studio right now, and and uh, Leland is uh, is do- is doing his magic as he always does. As we get to do, and I'm I, I can only say it's been so hard not playing for four months, as you as you know all too well. Yes. So this time that we're back together, and we are, by the way, masked. And we are still managing to be six feet away from each other. It's That's... not between glass. <laughs> I was going to say, did, but... he, did he chuck the phone to you? <laughs> <laughs> he literally chucked the phone. At... No, he's wearing yeah. a mask and did it. And I was here having a little bit of a nap. I just put my mask back on, but I can't talk to you. No. <laughs> um, but no, it's just, it, it's wonderful being back, uh, being able to play again. It's just, it's so hard not being on the road. It's so hard not doing music, but it, it, it's, this is sanity for us. So I'm just, I count myself incredibly fortunate that I get to do this with Leland and um and we have a I have a single coming out in September as well that Leland is absolutely like it's the trio and it's him him and Pedro Segundo on on uh, percussion and an amazing guitarist called uh, Dave Blankhorn who's Australian but lives in Paris and it's one of the last things that we got to do in New Orleans before before you know all hell broke out basically wonderful and uh, and that's coming out uh, in September it's it's actually a re it's a reimagining of of the Earth, Wind, and Fire September, the September. Okay, but it's gone somewhere very, very different, very, Wonderful. very different indeed. And uh, and it is, uh, yeah. It's what can I say? I'm I'm just as you can probably hear, overjoyed to be back in the studio with Leland's Glass. That's well, it. I, it's that amazing. It. You know, I I saw your uh, video uh, the with the um the lovely day cover with you Leland and Pedro and uh, if it's uh, any yes. anything that, that this new song will will be even as good as half as good as that one uh, you're going to do quite well on that one so it's uh, it Oh, amazing. you're so you're very very kind. It, it is in that ballpark and we just I just put another one out of um of all things the the um uh uh, Summer in the City, you know, the Loving Spoonful yes. hit from back in whenever the hell it was in the 70s. So I've done a completely different take on that as well that I, that, that, that's out there somewhere in the universe that I'm sure you can see that's amazing. somewhere. Well, and it's, it. again, it's Leland, Pedro and myself yeah. in my house. But it's gone to another level. Yeah, I've become technical woman. I've become yes. a tech head. Yeah, you gotta, you got to be a... A woman of all trades when you yeah. nowadays. So that's amazing. It's much. It's yeah, funny you mentioned. Yeah, because if I could. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say it's it's uh, funny that you mentioned that, loving a loving spoonful because uh, they're up in in our area up in uh, Kingston. So or or at least one of the are members. Are you serious? Was, yeah, he uh, yeah the uh, the the lead singer owned uh, a restaurant actually uh, or or did called Shea Piggy in Kingston, Ontario. That is so uncanny. The reason why is because we'll be talking about how to get to how to get this to to Sebastian to get to John Sebastian because it's like it is so uh we will fight figure out a way to do this because yeah. it is so different and I think he would love it I really do I re- we've just been talking about this it's amazing but it's um yeah I I listen I'll send I'll send you a uh I'll, I'll send you an uh 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 I'll, I'll put it in the uh, I'll send you an mp3 of it if you want that's well, wonderful yeah we'd love, like. to, we'd love to to hear yeah because so. I mean literally we've only just we've only just recorded it as well in the studio so it sounds wow. remarkable and I say if I can just take if I can steal the name of your podcast and say that um it is an uh, uh, a fucking uh, awesome. There you go. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, absolutely. Fucking fucking <laughs> yeah. awesome uh, recording of it. There you go. Excellent. If I may. If Wonderful. I may take that. Yeah. Well, we're, well we're, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm going to pass you well. back to the big man himself. This fantastic. Uh, and, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. We're also huge fans of your That's husband, Harry, and uh, and let him, oh, let him know that we God, say hello. Oh, my God, we all. Yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I hope when we when we finally get to get back on the road again and come up to Canada, I hope, I hope we'll... Uh, 
we'll get to see you. Uh, Definitely. But thanks for uh, let us know. We'll make sure we meet you. Leland. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Take Bye, care. guys. Bye. 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 I didn't tell her about the penis on the arm. <laughs> we, we didn't want to shock her right away. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you want to you want to ease people in slowly in these things. It's true. Yeah, I'll tell you the story. This is weird. So <laughs> funny. Well, now she, she now she she's the best. Well, honestly, it's just just amazing. And, and as I was mentioning, uh, I had listened to uh, the the song that uh, you did together, the the cover of uh, "Lovely Day," and it was absolutely amazing. So I look oh, forward yeah. to, to seeing cool? the the new one. So, um, I, well, the thing that the, the, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, go right ahead, please. No, I was just going to say the thing that that's amazing is she what she does in these covers. But the thing that's really amazing about her is her writing is so strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's one of the best songwriters I've ever worked with. Yes. So. You know, her original material is really stuff that, that gets my heart. I love doing the covers with her, but man, it's, it's deep doing her material. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. Well, I can't wait to hear it. And, uh, you know, uh, we won't hold up uh, too much more of your time because I know you are in studio and trying to get some stuff done. Uh, do you have a few things that you'd like to plug? Uh, your social medias, uh, of course, your YouTube channel. Sure. Um, well, you know, if, if anybody wants to come to it, just come to the, the Leland Sklar channel on YouTube. And, uh, and there's, there's so many videos now. I mean, I've been, like I said, I've been doing one every day since the pandemic began. Yeah. Um, so there's probably a couple of hundred Easily. on there yep. and, and it's all storytelling and, and showing bass parts, uh, on top of the song. Um, I'm going to be, uh, I, I'm on Facebook and, um, and so, you know, come say hi there and, and tell me I'm a pant load and to get the hell out of town and whatever you feel like. Uh, and, um, and then I'm going to be, um, I'm, I'm pursuing a bunch of things because I'm going to be starting a Kickstarter program for the book, my finger book, okay. um, which um, I'm, I'm trying to get all that going. I don't have a web page. I probably am going to need one now because of the book. So I'm going to look into how you, how to set up a website. Do you have a title for your book um, yet? I do, but it's a secret. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was totally I'm, missed I'm the opportunity. Back. I was thinking, like, <laughs> my book got hey, fingered. No, uh, I thought yeah. that'd be funny. No, my we're going to get fingered. <laughs> it's it, 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 the whole thing is so twisted and great. Um, That's but, amazing. You know, I'll keep I'll keep you posted. Yeah, it. definitely. We'll um, we'll make sure we put than, it up on our website. That, Great. Yeah. The, the, the main thing uh, to me is, man, I just want everybody to be safe. Yes. You know, just let's all be smart and, and take care of yourselves and your family and your friends. And don't don't be stupid. Just, you know, this this can all be behind us if we're smart yep. or, or it's going to be here for a long time if we if we're stupid. Yeah. So if you don't want to wear a mask you know, for you, at least wear it for everybody else. Yeah, that's exactly it. Don't be, you know, if you show up at a place and you refuse to wear one, you're making everybody else uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's not all about you. These are the times when we have to look at ourselves as a community. And then the other thing I'll, I'll, I'll pump along is, uh, please, uh, on Facebook and, and go check us out. Uh, is our group, the immediate family. Okay, um, yeah. And it's, Russ Kunkel and Danny Korchmar and Wadi Wachtel and Steve Postel and myself. When we started this, we told everybody we were a cover band that only plays originals. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's all like the first project was all because like Wadi had written songs with Warren Zevon and uh, 
Cooch, Danny Korchmar wrote uh, like Dirty Laundry and all mm-hmm. she wants to do is dance and all these songs. But amazing. Classics, um, we got yeah. a new uh, we got an EP coming out. We've got a single out. We've got the album coming out. We got the documentary film coming out. And so there's a lot of things going on. So we have a Facebook page and um, and a YouTube channel. So it's the immediate family. And we're kind of it's prophetic at this point because we're looking at kind of the global community as an immediate family yeah because we're all in this together and it's a critical time in human history amazing so you know for all our listeners that are on the road we'll make sure that we uh share out uh, all of uh, leland's information on our guest site as well as uh, some links to uh, social media pages uh, as uh, uh well as a youtube channel as well great thank Perfect. you man i sure i appreciate it Thank you very much. And uh, if anybody uh, has a chance to jump on Facebook and and uh, fight the Facebook man and and let him know that uh, he should be heard, that would be amazing as well. Yeah, and please come to the YouTube channel and join that. And also, I've got the clubhouse on there. I do two live streams a month, and uh, and then there's a upper echelon thing where I do a one-on-one um, Skype or FaceTime calls. Wonderful, excellent. So, uh, well, we'll make time. You know, come, come. Next time we have you on, uh, if you'd like to come back at some point, we'd love to, to do a video so people oh, I'd can love uh, to. be graced to, uh, with to. your presence. So, Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Leland. We really appreciate all your time and, and also uh, putting Judith on the loan. Uh, that was quite a, a new one for us no. and, and quite fun. So that, That's uh, cool. I'm, gl- I'm glad you talked to her. She's, she's a trip. Wonderful. <laughs> have yourself a wonderful evening. And again, we'd love to have you back again at some point. Yep. Okay, you Thanks, just call Leland. me. I'll be there. Take care. Okay, Thanks. you guys. Take good care and uh, whatever. <laughs> be safe. Okay, <laughs> you too. Take Bye. care. So this is a good time for us to pitch our social media. You could get us on our website. Thefap.ca. On uh, Twitter. Is the fap 4 You can get us on Instagram. Is the fap Podcast. Don't forget our Facebook. The Freaking Awesome Podcast. And uh, you can always reach out via email. Thefappodcast at gmail.com. Bum, 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 bum. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pocket. Ah, uh, uh, not again. Wicked sweet. <laughs>